Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Back at it again. Today is Friday. So I know usually we do these reviews on Thursdays, but today is Friday. So we are going to be talking a lot of AEW as well as a little bit of NXT. The fallout of both of these pay-per-views, may I add, from NXT Battleground as well as AEW's <laughs> Double or Nothing. So we're going to just jump straight into this thing. So the first thing I do want to mention uh, Brian, before we do get into AEW Dynamite, because there is a lot of, let's just say, as I made <laughs> I made this quote over the past week or two, the drizzling shits, which was Monday Night Raw this past Monday, as well as Night of Champions. If you guys haven't seen those reviews, make sure you guys go check them out. They're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now. Uh, but before we do get into that show, as well as some other stuff going on, as well as another big announcement, which was, I guess you can say big, but at the same time, we, we kind of knew it was coming from, right, from a right, mile right. away, but we're going to get into that. We're going to dive a little bit into that once we do get into this show. But I do want to talk about NXT um, and, of course, the fallout in regards to NXT Battleground. Of course, there was a big steel cage match, um, which I spoke heavily about, about why it was not on that NXT Battleground match card. Uh, but instead, they saved it for the, the start of NXT this past Tuesday. And boy, did these two women deliver as I expect they were going to. Um, and that, that is both JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. And I'm guessing this is probably, I guess, the final, the final chapter, I guess, in their, their, whole, their whole feud, I would say, their storyline. I mean, I don't know where else you can kind of go with these two women now at this point. Uh, but Brian, I don't know if you were able to catch uh, most of this match, but I was able to watch this match um, in full. Um, and it was damn solid, like I like like I expected it to be. Um, yeah, no and Gigi Dolan, Gigi Dolan was the one to defeat J.C. Jane. Um, I believe the match time was around a little bit. I want to say I don't have the exact match time, but I believe it had to be somewhere around between ten to fifteen minutes in length. Uh, but damn solid, good freaking match. I mean, like you know, we've spoken heavily, Brian, about these two women over the past several weeks and how um, just the the story that they have been telling. And um, just everything about toxic attraction and and all of that stuff in regards to their relationship, you know, Gigi Dolan really bringing her personal family relationships into the story, which makes it a little bit more, a little bit more intriguing, more for for you know for fans to connect, which I like a lot. Um, however, I do want to say, and I, and I stand by this, and I said this from the NXT Battleground review, which was the versus edition. I truly feel like this this match just deserved to be on a pay-per-view spotlight. Um, just, you know, with no commercials, no interruptions, and, and just a little bit more time. Um, and Because, uh, I, again, I just feel like that that's something that this feud just really deserved. Um, so that was, you know, I feel like they could have just done a little bit more to really make the, the cultivating moment of this story feel a little bit more memorable, but still... I'll take this little ending um, anyway, you know, anyway, especially what you're getting from the main roster. Like we always talk about, Brian, you can take this type of match in the way it's done any, any day of the week. So, um, but I do want to talk about this. And, and before I get to your thoughts, uh, Brian, in just a second, we're going to talk a little bit more about NXT as well. That ha that also happened a few bit of returns from people from the main roster. We're going to get into that in just a second. 
Um, but I truly feel, and this is, and again, this is no shade to, to, to Gigi Dolan at all. JC Jane is light years ahead of this woman. Um, I, I mean, I've just, from what I've seen over the past several weeks, I mean, this woman is just, she has just gotten this wrestling thing just earlier, just earlier than her. And she is just clicking on all cylinders. And you can tell there's times where JC has to kind of slow the pace down for her. And it's just very noticeable at times. And that's no shade to, to JC to, or excuse me, to Gigi Dolan. I mean, I think she's done tremendous in this feud. And I think JC Jane has kind of upped her game because of it. Um, so it's going to be curious to see where Gigi Dolan goes from here, because there's still a lot that Gigi needs to work on uh, moving forward uh, if she really wants to become a legit star, because I feel like JC Jane is already on her way. Um, if you guys have seen the match, if you guys have seen this this feud over the past several weeks, you guys know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's just it, I think it's clear as day that, you know, JC Jane is just like I said, she's just gotten this wrestling thing down packed early. And then you have Gigi Dolan. That's still that's still very shaky in a lot of different a lot of different aspects. So we'll we'll see where, where both of these women go. But damn solid match. Wish they could have done more. Wish there could have been more for them. But still, they put on a tremendous performance and can't be can't be any more proud of these two ladies of what they what they were able to do. So, but Brian, uh, your thoughts? I know I don't know how much of the steel cage match you did watch, but I know we've talked a lot about this storyline over the past several weeks and a lot about you know J.C. Jane and G.G. Dolan as performers. But uh, from what I just mentioned, Brian, your thoughts about you know everything in regards to this storyline and both of these women uh, as a whole. The floor is yours. Yeah, so I can't disagree with anything you said, man. Um, I haven't watched a match yet, but this is one match that, yeah, definitely I'm going back to watch because, uh, yeah, as we've mentioned, you know, many times over, this has been one of the better storylines on one of the, if not the most consistent show here in recent months, you know, in wrestling. So um, <clears throat> I have no doubt that, that both women, uh, you know, performed. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I that it was definitely pay-per-view worthy, especially like, I mean, I'm really, and you know, I, I really don't want to have any spoilers, um, but you know, a, a weaponized cage, you know, I'm really interested to see what was, what was out there and how they used it. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, and I agree with you too, as far as JC Jane and Gigi, like, yeah, you know, JC's, uh, you know, definitely further along in her development. Um, but both ladies, uh, you know, did excellent, you know, throughout this feud, um, you know, at, at least for, for a while now, I, I think that that segment, you know, we talk about moments in wrestling and stuff like that, uh, that, that segment, um, you know, a couple months ago back with, uh, Bailey, you know, and the super kick and, and, and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a moment. Like we're going to remember that for, you know, for a good bit. And it, it's. They've been doing a great job, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the match, man. So I, I agree with everything you said, bro. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, if, if for anybody out there that hasn't seen this match or, or has or is unfamiliar with this feud, I, I highly recommend that you know you get caught up with the feud, and, and obviously, of course, watch that weaponized steel cage match. As both women did a tremendous job. Um, and, and of course, you're going to continue to see more of them on NXT, but and of course, just going their separate ways, but. Um, sure. But yeah, with, with Gigi Dolan, again, I want to see both of these women succeed. But if, you know, again, this is no shade to Gigi that, you know, 
it's very noticeable in the match. And Brian, I, and when you do go back and watch, and especially for everybody that's tuning in, um, you can kind of just tell like JC has to just slow and just kind of dumb herself down a little bit just for Gigi Dolan to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. So in that aspect as well, in regards to how smooth and how clean and crisp, how everything looks, that's something again, that Gigi Dolan just, again, just needs to work on and not saying that she can't do it, but right now she's just not there yet. And, and hope, but hopefully that changed. But in regards to JC Jane, man, this girl has it um, like straight up. And, and I feel like she's only going to get better. And, you know, I, I, I think there's no doubt that in the near future, before she arrives to the main roster, whenever that time is, she will probably hold on to that NXT women's title someday. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but you know, of course, and we'll talk a little bit more in regards to these two women uh, moving forward in the next several weeks. But the next thing Brian, I, I wanted to talk about as well um, was two, two returning uh, main roster talents that were, that were, uh, or that appeared on NXT. And that is first is Mustafa Ali. Um, as he is now involved, and I didn't see too much of this, but it seems like he has now been involved or inserted himself into this North American title situation with Joe Gacy, uh, Wesley, and others, um, and as well as Baron Corbin. That's right, guys, Baron Corbin. A lot of people would also you know, refer to him as boring-ass Baron Corbin. Uh, <laughs> so in regards to him now also going after the NXT championship. So look, and I've said this too, Brian, about how, especially in regards to Baron Corbett's case, that in order for Baron Corbin to, you know, have any sort of chance to really get connected with the crowd and to really get the ball rolling again for him, because as of late, man, like we don't know what yeah. the deal is with him. We don't know if this dude is just going to be a straight comedy act because, I mean, this dude has been verbally freaking abused on national television by people like JBL as well as others. And we're just we're, and over the past several weeks, I know we've been like, how do you how, how do you go from there? <laughs> how do you like how do you recover from that? And I guess maybe going back to back to NXT could be the answer. I don't know. And I, ref and I actually mentioned that, you know, maybe the only, the only chance that Baron Corbin has could be going back to NXT and reinventing himself, but facing Carmelo Hayes for the NXT championship. I, I, I don't know that that seems to me, at least for Carmelo Hayes, at least for his title reign, just a major freaking downgrade. Um, if you want to bring Baron Corbin back to NXT, that's totally fine. But to immediately insert himself to this NXT title picture, I, I, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not on board with it. I, I'm just not. I because again, you know, not that. Not that. Uh, you know, it's anything against Baron Corbin himself. I'm also thinking from the aspect of Carmelo Hayes. You know, they've had some decent moments. You know, with him and Braun Breaker. And who knows when Braun Breaker's time in the main roster is going to come. But to go from that to now facing Baron Corbin, it just seems like a major downgrade. And to me, it's just if you're going to make Baron Corbin feel special and have this type of reboot, <laughs> just bearing, using that term very, very loosely, 
I just him chasing after this NXT title to me is not needed. Now I understand, you know, it's like, oh, well, it makes sense because he's a free agent. He goes, he can go to whatever brand. And then and that's not what I'm discussing. I, I clearly understand that. But if you're going to insert him to NXT as well as Mustafa Ali, like there's no need for them to be inserted into title pictures. It, it, there's just, there's just not. I mean, look at Apollo Crews. I mean, Apollo Crews, he returns. I mean, yes, he was in a title picture, but he was also inserting himself into non-title feuds in regards to Dabakato, whatever that dude's name is that he uh, <laughs> that he was asserting himself into on the main roster when he had the Nigerian accent and stuff like that. You guys know yeah. who I'm talking about. Commander Aziz. Um, from, from Commander Aziz, Aziz, yes. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that shtick well, no, was. I think that's what he is now is Dabakato. Dabakato, is that his name? Yeah, it's Commander Aziz yeah, yeah, sure. or yeah, Dabakato, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't think, man, I just don't think it's needed, bro. Because again, I'm also thinking in regards to these other... I guess you can call them prospects, these NXT talents, in trying to captivate casual fans of this brand. And I just don't know how a Baron Corbin feud is going, or even in, in, in asserting Joey Gacy, Wes Lee. And, I re- and I've also gained a lot of respect for Wes Lee, and I spoke heavily about that in the Versus edition, talking about Battleground. And you know, inserting Mustafa Ali into this situation, it's just... Again, man, it's just not needed. Um, I don't know what this it's because it's like, what's what's the plan here? You know, like, what's the plan for Mustafa Ali? Like, what's the change? What's the reboot right. here? Are you just throwing them a title match just to throw them a title match to make them feel relevant again? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. So but Brian, your, your thoughts in regards to all that? Yeah, so I mean, you know, we, we've seen them do this with, you know, kind of you know, quote unquote, top stars or people that have have had a, a decent run, you know, before sending back down to NXT. Um, you know, you just mentioned Apollo Crews. Um, uh, did AJ Styles too? Didn't they? Didn't they at one time send him back down to NXT? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I can't say that. I, I mean, sending AJ Styles back then down to NXT. That I mean, that was just. Yeah, that was the whole Grayson Waller. Like, you fuck yeah. up on that. Like, how do you send a guy of that talent back <laughs> down? But anyway, that that being said, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't really say that any time that's ever happened, like, you know, the performers come back up to the main roster and it's been any better. Um, that's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. But with these two stars in particular, yeah, I, Mustafa Ali. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, I agree with you about they, you know, don't insert them right off the bat into title pictures. Um, <clears throat> with Baron Corbin, like, yeah, I agree with you. Now, don't have him go after Carmelo Hayes. You know, kind of where I, I think it could work. If you're if you're talking about like <clears throat> literally, you know, breaking him down and starting from scratch, starting starting all over. You know, I, I don't think he can go back to the lone wolf character, but you could take elements of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if he if he brought back like a more like a a, a kind of like a, a darker, I don't know what the word is for it, sinister side, like so smoke to speak. and mirrors type of character, maybe like something maybe like something like that. But I think that could work pretty good with either with either um, Dijak or. Uh, 
uh, oh, the guy Dragunov? the feud with. Dragunov, you're talking about? Dragunov, yeah. Dragunov. Like, I mean, I'd rather see him in something like that. If if you do it, you know, good, mm-hmm. than him going after the title right off the bat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but as far as if I'm just going off, you know, historically what's happened, I mean, I don't know, unless I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, can you think of a star that's, that's, you know, went back, went down, back down to NXT and then come back up? Not off, not off the top of my head. No, to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, like I said, Apollo Um, Crews, I mean, (laughs) Apollo Crews just recently, I mean, how's that working out for him right now? And what's he doing now? He's doing absolutely nothing. He's doing exactly. He's doing absolutely nothing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I really don't know with Mustafa Ali. Um, like I said, with Baron Corbin, I, I, I would be much, much more interested in, in, and could get invested if if he changes character up a little bit. You know, enough with the enough with the broke Corbin, sad Corbin, happy Corbin, fun Corbin. You know, hey, that broke hey that broke Baron Corbin was something though. That actually was kind of entertaining. I always say to people like that broke. Broke ass Baron Corbin gimmick. That was probably the most outside of the Lone Wolf. Of course, we all love the Lone Wolf character, but that character itself was just—I don't know. There was just substance to that character, where like it was just fun. It was just entertaining. But yeah, at no, this no, point, yeah, like it, it was fun and entertaining. I'm just talking about like if you it, it, like, it, you, could you take him seriously at, at that point? In oh a, no, 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 no. <laughs> but there was a place, though. I mean, there was a place for it. Yeah, I mean, there was a. There was a place for it, but I, 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 the, think he, I think he's a shown. I think back in the day, shown enough talent that I, I just think he's he's got a lot more in him than that. I think. Yeah. No. No. For sure. Absolutely. And like I said, I know the easy the easy thing nowadays too is just to is also to just shit on people like Baron Corbin. But like I said, I take that I, I take that whole broke ass Corbin gimmick. You know, thinking like, man, like, you know, there's a place, you know, I always say that about a lot of wrestlers today. Like there is a place for these people, whether they want to do a comedic shtick, you know, because again, not not everybody, Brian, to me, at least, you know, just from my perspective, has to be, you know, be a serious type of character. I mean, look at our truth. I mean, our truth. I mean, he he was elevating that 24 seven title when it first started. And then obviously after like a month or two. It just went completely off the fucking rails where even people were getting injured. People like Ember Moon just having them do a shtick where they just run around and chase after freaking people. And then that's where it just became chaotic. So there's a place for those type of comedic type of shticks. But and going back to Dragunov and and Dijak, you know, obviously that that whole last man standing match. I mean, that was probably in regards to the entire weekend that has transpired with Night of Champions and double or nothing as well as battleground to me you can make an argument brian that that was probably the best match out of the entire weekend and I, i'm being dead serious yeah. um yeah. it was that freaking good and and to me yeah. you take a guy like Dijak or Dragonoff, why not put those two in a title picture especially after the performance they just had against each other like those are two that you insert like okay after that performance you know you keep that momentum going you know what the next step is give them a freaking title opportunity. Um, and if you book it right, that's when you can catapult people, especially somebody like Dijak. 
especially like Dijak. Carmelo Anthony or Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> Hayes and uh, Dijak. I mean, yeah, shoot, he shoots. You know, he shoots man. and he doesn't miss. So I guess that shtick is playing. Right, yeah, but um, but yeah, no, Dijak and Carmelo Hayes, yeah. Um, yeah. for sure. Like that could work. And that's an upgrade, man. That's an upgrade from yep. Braun Breaker to freaking die Jack. But, but now you go from Braun Breaker to Baron Corbin it, guys, it just doesn't make right. sense. Cause right. what does that say about all these NXT talents that have been busting their tail and have and pr- been producing good shit? You know, it's yep. just, it's just really weird to me. It, it just really is. So again, if you, if they want to bring back these people again, I don't know what the long term. like, I don't know what the goal, the end goal is here, Brian. All I know is, is that, okay, they're going to make a nice little short run. They're going to feel somewhat relevant. And then at some point they're going to go back to the main roster and then, okay, then what, you know, right, right. it's just, I just don't trust it. I, I just don't trust that anything. Cause again, like we mentioned just earlier, like when have we seen a person a guy from the main roster come back over to NXT and shine once again, or officially again, shine on the main, on the main roster. So I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it did work for Drew McIntyre. I mean, Drew McIntyre, I mean, he wasn't a part of NXT the first time, but he comes back, he returns to NXT and, you know, he comes to the main roster. And now, you know, he's the Drew McIntyre that we all know as of right now. But, I mean, he with him, I mean, he went back and broke all, like, I mean, he went back to the indies and shit. Like, yeah, to the indies and stuff. And, yeah, that also helped him as well. Right, um, right. But people going back to NXT maybe in that aspect, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, in regards to the main roster to NXT and then back to the main roster, there's not a whole lot of names that you can pull from that. So, yeah. but we'll see. I, I mean, I just... At least from NXT standpoint, I, I don't know what it's going to do for them, especially how they are producing a lot of consistent good stuff. Um, but I, you know, at least it looks, and I'll give it a chance. And at least from NXT's point of view and what they've been doing, they at least deserve somewhat of the benefit of the doubt because of how consistent yeah. they have been. I just don't trust the fact of how long term this is going to help out Baron Corbin or how long term this is going to help out Mustafa Ali. I, I just don't know. Right. I, I really don't know. History so. tells us like they'll they'll go down there and they'll be doing good shit, man. Yeah, and, and come back up to the main roster and and take L's to Dom. Exactly. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> right to so Dominic. They're gonna get rolled up by Dominic every week after week after week. That's exactly yeah. right. So, uh, yeah. But we'll continue to keep, continue to keep you guys updated as we always do with NXT. Um, you know, I'm definitely, uh, of course, Tiffany Stratton. She had her little. Um, little, you know, title celebration and everything. So it'll be cool to see, um, you know, who her first opponent is going to be, what her first feud is going to be, you know, for her uh, first reign as champion. Um, And yeah, and where JC Jane and Gigi Dolan go, because it's going to be interesting to see where they go as now. I'm sure they're going to go their separate ways there. And look, I'll give Carmelo Hayes and Corbin a chance. Will it be entertaining? Yeah, there's a chance it could, but I don't know. Again, I'll have to just believe it when I see it at the end of the day. But we'll continue to update you guys in regards to that and see where everything goes uh, with NXT um, when the time comes from there. Before we do get into AEW Dynamite, um, there was <laughs> there was a crazy statement um, just a couple of days ago in regards to an AEW superstar. You know, we've talked a lot about Brian about the pillars, right? And this is where this one AEW superstar reference the concept of pillars. And that person's name is Ricky Starks. Um, apparently, I guess there's this notion now, Brian, where 
Ricky Starks has been looked upon as one of as a pillar or maybe a fifth pillar. If, if there is a fifth pillar, Ricky Starks would be in that conversation. And Ricky Starks just decided to put this freaking company and the, all the pillars on freaking blast. Uh, Brian, I haven't mentioned this, these, these, uh, these quotes, but I'm going to mention it right now. And we're going to get our thoughts about it in just a second before we get into dynamite here. But this was Ricky Starks. And I quote, I mean, and this is a long, this is a long soliloquy, but I'm not going to go, you know, all the way word for word here, but this is Ricky Starks. And I quote, he says, I actually hate the idea of pillars. It's weird. I loathe the idea of a pillar to say that these four dudes are the pillar of the company you know what you're doing. Do you know what you're doing by saying that? F everybody else who did anything. Those people don't matter. You know, and he's and he goes on to say, like, I don't believe in that. He's like, you guys have done none of that. He's like, so he's like, these four. He's like, you're telling me that these four guys are the ones to make and break like the company. He's and then he goes on to say, listen to this, Brian. He then he goes on to say, let's see the numbers. Y'all want to talk about ratings. Let's see the ratings for y'all four. Let's see how much money y'all are making. If y'all want to keep bringing up all this bullshit, let's see it pen to paper. How are the quarterly hours for y'all doing on TV? Let's see it. I want to see it. Um, and he just continues to put them on blast. And he finishes it off with saying, like, he's like, do not include me into this. I keep me away from that shit. I don't want to be a part of that. I do not want to be considered a pillar this ain't all Japan, <laughs> end quote. So yeah, freaking Starks, you know, pretty, ahead, he, he makes his, he makes his statement clear that, yeah, the pillars keep me away from that shit. F a pillar, bro. Yeah. Like the pillars is doing wonders for this company. Let's just check the hours. And Brian, what have we've been always stating on this platform <laughs> about those freaking ratings, bro, because they freaking matter. And, and, you know, people like Ricky Starks and the statements that he made, Proves to you, you know, that the freaking ratings matter. Why? Because their bosses like Tony Khan, as well as other bosses from WWE, Triple H, and Vince, they care about TNT, these numbers. TBS. They make right. The, exactly. Especially the, you know, people like TBS and the USA Network and Fox, because, you know, they want these shows to succeed and they want to draw in freaking viewership. It right. matters, guys. It matters of how long, of how the relationship is within a show and a network. It all matters, man. So to say that ratings just don't freaking matter, just go back and listen to these comments from Starks. You know, and I'm telling you, you guys are going to get a much different perspective in regards to that. But yeah, guys, and, and honest, and before I get to your thoughts, Brian, about Ricky Starks and what he said, I detect no lies in regards to Starks because here's the thing too. We talked about it in the AW Double or Nothing title picture in regards to all four of these individuals. Of course, there's MJF. MJF is going to MJF is going to do what MJF does best. Sammy Guevara, yeah, he's he's on his way. Is he there right now? No, but does he have a is he better than a Jungle Boy or a Darby Allen? Is he above water above those two? Sure. And then, you know, like I mentioned, you have Darby and Jungle Boy where they're just not moving the needle, bro. And to put them yeah. and to put them in this in this picture, to put them as the pillar of your company. And clearly over the past several weeks, even months, it's proven you otherwise. They're not moving the needle. They're not drawing any, you know, consumers or customers to the product. It's just not happening. 
And if you see the work in regards to Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, and listen, we want what's best for these for these guys. We want to see these dudes succeed, but we also have to call shit out the when, when it needs to be called out. These dudes are just not doing it. They're just not. At least as of right now, they're not. Um, and that's what Ricky Starks is pretty much what's saying in a nutshell. Like, you know, you have these pillars. You claim that they're the pillars of the company. Well, let's see how much of a pillar they are. Are they drawing in these numbers? What are their quarterly hour numbers? You know, and that's everything in a nutshell, Brian, that we have been saying for week after week after week after freaking week, man. So, but Brian, man, your thoughts in regards to Stark's comments. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He ain't wrong. Um, No. Look, we can go back. What what was it? Three months ago now? Um, where we talked about it on this podcast, what what did he get? Maybe a, a two week run with MJF, and they and they had that yeah match? something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you you tell me, was that better? That little two week run and that match was that better? Was that more entertaining than mm-hmm. anything you've gotten between MJF and Darby, MJF and Jungle Boy, MJF mm-hmm. and Sammy? Absolutely. And we knew this three months ago. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he's wrong or not wrong. Um, Look, he's right now, at least I know he's not booked as such, but I would say as as far as if if you took those five guys, right, he's number two easily, I think. Um, So, yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. We said this months ago and um yeah, if the if the company continues to just focus on these four in the attempts to just we got to get these guys over no matter what, um, yeah, ultimately a, a lot of really good talent and wrestlers are going to suffer and fall through the cracks. Um, I'll even mention another one coming up. Um, you know, watch out here in the next couple months, Wheeler Yuta. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, you know, starts uh, uh, being booked in there with with uh, MJF or, or or near that. Um, so yeah, uh, he's he, he nailed it, man. Um, I, I and and I'd love to see more of Ricky Starks. That dude, he's got it, man. He can put on a great match. He's great on the mic. He's entertaining. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I know the lot. The other notion as well is to say, like, you know, fans will clap back at him and say, like, oh, well, well, Ricky Starks is no better than just another mid Carter. Like, what's so special about Ricky Starks and everything? And I can and listen, and and and, and obviously, the, the, there's a notion to that because, like you mentioned, the way that he's booked. But guys, I mean, I think I've seen enough of Ricky Starks, especially the two week little build that he had with MJF. I mean, there is something there. There's more, and I'm going to make this bold statement. There is more that Ricky Starks has to offer than any of those three other pillars combined. I'm just going to be completely honest with you right now. Um, I I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just facts, man. If you guys have seen Ricky Starks, even when he was with FTW and that whole click with, Uh uh, with what was it? Brian cage and people like uh, powerhouse Hobbs and hook, you know, and now you see him in this baby face run and, and, you know, Brian, me and you both came onto this platform and said, man, there's a, there's something with this dude as a baby face. Like this dude could be your top baby face of the company. If you book him as such. And then ever since that, that MJF run, 
I mean, just you want to talk about just going off the tracks and you know, in booking wise. I mean, it completely fell off that motherfucker. Um, it, it's just, it's and, just and that. And then he's missing for for MJF or for Sammy Jungle Boy and Darby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and he's just been messing around with 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 people like Jay White. He was messing around with people like Juice Robinson for a couple of weeks before before Jay White made his uh his official debut to AEW. And just nothing has nothing has felt that much more important about Ricky Starks. But again, that's right. no fault to really his own at all. It's just Tony Khan and not knowing what the fuck he's doing. And it's just it's a shame. It really is a shame. So I mean, hopefully. And again, I don't know if Ricky Starks is going to be in the doghouse moving forward after these comments. So I, I don't know what's to come for him. Right. But but I mean, if you guys aren't bullshitting yourselves and in regards to Ricky Starks, the dude has 100 percent correct in regards to the pillars. And and he doesn't need to be involved himself as a pillar. He can be no. whatever. He mentioned something along the lines of like he can be a mentor. He could be whatever the fuck he said in this in this statement, you know, he does, you know, he can just be Ricky Starks and he can be a guy that could legit elevate your company if you book him as such. Um, so, you know so yeah, man. Is? I mean, is, is he a, is he a, like a younger guy or is he? That's a good question. I don't know how old he is. I'm actually not sure at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, w- I would assume that he's not, he's gotta be, he's gotta be under the age of 30. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. Uh, he's 33 years old. Um, I thought he was at least around 28, 29 or something like that. But no, he is yeah. 33. He turned 33 back in February. So, okay. but still, I mean, he's in the prime of his career, bro. Like, why, why are we wasting this dude's potential? Like, get him something going now. Does it need to involve a world title? Of course it doesn't. But just something, man. So, I mean, if you want to book him with Jay White, okay, that's fine. Make us care. They've done nothing. And I mean, Brian, nothing for the past several weeks to make us give a shit about him or Jay White for that matter. You know, we talk as if like you can see that like for whatever reasons, the 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 jealousy, the wrestlers in the back, the politics, the whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, like seriously, if you were if you can remember going back to that time, I would say it's about three months ago. Go back and watch that two-week run, and it's almost as if, like, Tony Khan and, and the rest of the locker room were like, holy shit, we, this isn't what we wanted. We got to get Jungle Boy and Darby in here, so we got to yeah. shut this shit down. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before we get into Dynamite, I'm going to end it with this as well. I don't know if, about you, Brian, but you're kind of starting to see a lot of people kind of vo- – or the wrestlers in, in that aspect really voice out about – this type of stuff about their frustrations, I guess, if you can call it about the company and what's and how business is going as such, you're starting to see that a lot more nowadays. And are you shocked? I'm not because how many times do we come onto this microphone in front of this camera and say, what the fuck are we doing? Where are we going with this? What is this getting accomplished about a certain wrestler, about a certain feud? And now you're hearing the freaking wrestlers voice out their frustrations. And that's just telling you, Brian, everything you need to know in a nutshell about how shit and business is being run and how shit needs to fucking change, man. Because clearly the wrestlers 
and and I know what the notion is too. Like, oh, like they just need to shut up and just do their job, or they just need to they, they need to just sit back and just collect their paycheck and just do what they're told. No, guys, these are these 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 are these wrestlers' reputations. They're trying to build a career. Some of them they just want to just shut the fuck up and just collect the paycheck, and that's totally fine. But for people like Sasha Banks and Naomi, for people also like Miro, for also people again like Ricky Starks, I assume, and even for people like DiJack over in NXT, these guys care. These people want to build a reputation and a career that they are proud of because you know they're you know they care about their reputation and they care about the business and they care about professional wrestling. What a crazy concept, Brian. Am I right? So right. that's all it is, bro. You know, people think like, oh, like they're being they're they're being self-centered or they they need to they need to put their ego at the door. No, man. They know their worth and they know that they're better than what they're doing or how they're being booked or how they're being perceived as such. They know that, you know, and that's, that's just what it comes down to. It, it's I just the fact. Sorry, go ahead. Finish that. No, go ahead, man. Your, your thoughts, your thoughts just, about that. This is what I kind of miss about the, like the territory type days and not that there wasn't like backstage politics and shit. Of course it's fucking professional wrestling. Of course. There mm -hmm. Yeah. But you take like, um, just the Ricky Starks, for instance, if you had, if, you know, you had this guy, right. And, you know, back in the territory days and you, you know, you brought him out to the crowd and, and he had this two take that same little two week run that he had with MJF and, and the buzz and how, how, what it gelled together and the reaction of the live crowd. If you had had that, you know, two week run back in the territory days, more than likely, he would have been a star because the booker, the promotion is going to see that. And, oh, holy shit. Like it, it wasn't so much it, like now. And I get it. There's TV deals and there's, it's about marketing and who, what the face is going to mm -hmm. be on your TV screen. Mm -hmm. But if, if you put him back in like territory days and he got either that heat or, or those cheers, either baby face or heel, dude, they would have fucking run with it, man. As, as long as they, until, until it, it ran its course or, or mm -hmm. whatever, but yeah, yeah, they just shut that shit down, man. I don't mm -hmm. get it. And if it did, and if it does run its course, then okay, you go back to the drawing board. Okay, let's see what else we can do for this dude to get him back on track and to keep him connected with fans. It's just right. that simple. But like we also said, Brian, about WWE and, and other, and even I guess you can even say AEW, but even though I mean they have no right to even feel as such anyway. We talked about it. I mean, you specifically talked about it. It's up. It's up on Instagram. It's up on our TikTok right now about talking about how WWE. There's really nothing left for them to prove, and there's really nothing for them to really care as such because they they're making their millions. They're 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 making record yeah. revenue. So yeah. the wrestlers and the fans are just. It's nothing to them. They don't care anymore. They don't want to care anymore, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's the problem. It definitely and plays a huge part into it. I, I think for sure. Absolutely. Yep. No, you are not wrong. Absolutely. So, but yeah. So again, just to recap it all, guys. Ricky Starks is not wrong, man. And everything that we talked about in regards to wrestlers and knowing their worth and ex and the ratings, right? The ratings is the most important thing. We always talk about on this platform is the ratings. And, you know, Ricky Starks, it's funny how we mentioned ratings because, oh, I don't know, it matters because, you know, the next time, guys, when you think, oh, ratings don't matter, NBA playoffs, NFL football, your grandmother's freaking bar mitzvah, 
Go back and listen to this, these words from Ricky Starks. And I'm telling you, you'll get a better understanding of how the wrestlers, you know, how they vote, vote their frustrations and how the ratings matter, not just to them, but also to the company itself. Because I highly doubt, Brian, that these wrestlers would vote out their frustrations if people like Tony Khan and others, and as well as, you know, these television networks didn't care. You know what I mean? It's sure. just, it's, you got to put two and two together, man, just to make yeah. it all, make it all come together. So, but yeah, so we'll continue to update you guys, of course, with NXT in regards to everything in regards to Starks, who knows what, where Ricky Starks is going to go from here in regards to his, uh, his, uh, his feud with Jay White um, as he was involved in the show. But, uh, but we'll, we'll see where all of that goes. So with all that being said, let us finally get into AEW dynamite we're gonna jump straight into it there's i can't really say there's a whole lots to go over outside of maybe the big announcement and i guess there was a little bit of build with the whole don Callis to situation but uh what are we talking about well let's dive straight into this thing yes, sir. aw dynamite may 31st 2023 live in san diego california show starts off our number one with a good old-fashioned tag match right from the jump to start the show. This is the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Lucha Bros versus Bandito. Not just any tag match, but a six-man tag match. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson is once again on commentary. You're starting to see that a lot lately with Brian Danielson. Yeah. Kind of a similar role that William Regal was playing when he was with BCC. Yeah. He would be on commentary a lot. And I guess Brian Danielson is now playing some sort of that role with him, I guess, wrestling part-time now i don't know what his situation is is in regards to wrestling um yeah. but yeah i mean even that anarchy in the arena match like there wasn't he really didn't have a whole lot much to do with it i mean to, to be quite honest with you i mean i went back and watched that a few times i mean yeah he he was in a few brawl exchanging blow type of segments like punch for punches those chops you no know, freaking brian you love those chops and exchanges right you freaking tell me all the time how much you love that shit <laughs> but yeah just like little things like that um that he was involved in but nothing any crazy type of spots where somebody's getting you know like being pile drive through a table or pile drived off a a, a freaking a, a, tr a truck <laughs> a, a freaking pickup truck right he wasn't really involved in much in that and i don't know if he's if he has something going on that we're just unfamiliar with about but clearly there's got to be something with danielson that that Tony Khan is holding him back a little bit for justified reasons, I guess, if, if it is a health concern, sure, sure. but, but yeah, but he's on commentary. Um, so the men exchange blows from bell to bell. So there was, <laughs> there was one, um, I guess you could say a spot in this match where Bandito is holding up Yuta for a legit full minute. And while everyone else is just in the middle of the fucking ring. Um, so here's the, here's what I'll say about it, Brian. Like at first I was like, okay, what are we doing? I didn't mind like the spot of like Bandito holding up. Cause I mean, you see that a lot, like people hold up the vertical suplex and they're holding people up for a long period of time. The blood is rushing through their head. I mean, we see that all the time. So if you want to do that for a full minute, shit, I don't care. It's the fact that everyone else is in the fucking ring and the ref is not doing shit. He's just not. He's just standing there like, oh, hey, get out of the ring, dude. And he's just, they're not even listening to him. They're applying a submission hold in the ring. And it just just comes across as chaotic, man. It just really does. Yeah. Um, it's just so freaking stupid. But I didn't mind the spot. It's just that aspect of like, can we make tag team 
can we not overly expose tag team wrestling for once in this fucking company? Right. Um, like yeah. it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. But uh, picture in picture, the BCC, they start to gain control of the match. And yeah, when it's all said and done, Wheeler Yuta, he wins via repeated elbows into a wrapped into a, into a roll up wrapped up finish for the pinfall. So Wheeler Yuta, he got the pinfall at anarchy in the arena yep. and he gets this pinfall in this six man tag. I don't know if that's a coincidence is, is Tony Khan giving this, trying to give this dude a little bit more limelight moving forward. Very, very interesting. Um, so the BCC win this match, uh, match time from bell to bell was 11 minutes. Um, after the match, the young bucks, hangman, Adam page are backstage. They say some words recapping their, their match and anarchy in the arena. Freaking Mac Jackson's getting his foot taped up because of the thumbtacks that he freaking that he suffered in the match. Um, Hangman Page starts talking. He said some words about uh, the BCC and then the Dark Order interrupts and they play the jealous card. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see ourselves out. You know, these are your new friends or whatever the fuck. Right. And, you know, and then freaking Hangman Page, he's concerned and he runs off. Um, and he taught something about also Kenny Omega being out of the country and he's he's injured um, or something along those lines. I don't know how injured he is. He could be legit injured. I don't know. I have to do more research about that. But so, yeah, so that is the first match and first segment of the night. Brian, before I get more into my thoughts, your your thoughts in regard to this opening match and this backstage segment with uh, with both the Dark Order and the Elite. Um. So, yeah, coming off the, the pay-per-view for, I don't know, man, for BCC to come back. And, I mean, the whole match was centered around Claudio and Wheeler, you you know, losing uh, to the Lucha Bros, what, two weeks before, a week before, whatever. And so yeah. now you just add Mox and Bandito. Uh, okay. Same match, man. <laughs> right. Um, it's the same match. And I'll tell yeah. you what, yeah, that, that spot with the, the suplex – I freaking hated it, dude. And that was just, it was ridiculous. I don't blame you, yeah. And here's what I hate even more about it is you did that. And if you notice, it was, you couldn't quite tell from the ca camera angle, but he either dropped him on Claudio's head or came damn, damn close to doing that. I think it was um, Yuta, no? Was it Wheeler Yuta? I think it was Yuta that he had in the that, suplex. That, you, yeah, Yuta was up in the suplex. Yeah. And, and Bandito, like when he, when he finally did drop him, it was it was either on Claudio's head yeah. or really 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 close. Yeah. Um, and again, it just so to do something as silly and as unnecessary as that, and then granted, nothing happens, so no harm, no foul. But what the fuck are we doing, man? Come on, you're gonna okay. No, I feel you, bro. Him. He's strong. Sure, got it. <laughs> uh, he can just, fly, and he's also strong, Brian. He's got a. He's not just a flippity diver. He can also freaking hold a person up for sixty seconds. <laughs> At least, you know, again, if you're going to do something like that, be aware of your surroundings, I guess. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. And but, that's what I also mean, too. It's just like, why are these other motherfuckers in the ring, bro? Right, they should right. be on the ring apron. You don't have to worry about Claudio getting landed on his head in regards to holding up Yuta and stuff. Just get those motherfuckers out the ring. They don't need to be in the fucking ring, bro. Can we yeah, have yeah, some exactly. type of... Of of uh, of not overly exposing tag team wrestling for once. I don't give a shit if it's a six yeah. man tag. You're trying to get all these spots within 11 minutes. It's fucking stupid. It's the yeah. dumbest shit. And we start the night off with this. Can you start off the night any more just fucking dull? 
and so fucking stale. You're coming off of a big one of the biggest pay-per-views of your calendar year. And you started off with a six-man fucking tag. Come yeah. on, bro. Enough. Enough, 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 man. Continue, man. Yeah. So, yeah, back to – so the BCC, like, yeah, I, I do feel like they're trying to do something with uh, Will or Yuta here. And that's why I mentioned it earlier with the yeah. – you know, as far as, you know, the pillars and just young talent or, you know, whatever in the company. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know, man. I, I could be on board with that. Um, you know, he, he doesn't talk that much. You know, I don't know if Danielson would just be his mouthpiece or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It does seem like they're trying to, to build him a bit within the group. Mm-hmm. And, and then, the you know, back to the elite, man. Like, again, you just came off this pay-per-view with the BCC. And and you're, you're, you're back to... Uh, the dark order <laughs> dark order like what or what's left of them i, I mean yeah, like who's yeah, left you have freaking uh like, you have uh what's john silver and evil uno and who who else is and there's a, i think just the one other dude john silver one other fuck. i mean guys like enough with this faction man like listen it had a yeah. place with brody lee and by the way rest yep. in peace to brody lee i mean i i haven't given a shit about this faction since he's passed. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. They had their little moment on Dynamite where they paid, they did a tribute show to Brody Lee and it was yeah. mainly revolved around the Dark Order, which was nice. But out, after that, man, I mean, this whole faction has been a fucking dud. It really, because yeah. they're just, they're just, it's just nothing but a bunch of journeymen. That's all that they are. That's no shade to them. It's just the truth. Like John Silver, yeah. Evil Uno, guys, come on, man. There, there's like, you know, freaking Brody Lee being a part of that faction had a place because again, like how tremendously well, of course he played in that role, but that was the glue that kept the freaking faction together was having a cult type of leader like Brody Lee. And now you don't even have that. So what the fuck are we doing with this group? (laughs) I just, it makes no sense, but Brian continue your thoughts before we get into our next segment. The final thing, uh, the whole Kenny Omega thing. So yeah, you know, they were like, Oh, he's out of the country in Canada. Then hangman was like, yeah, he's out of the country, but it's not Canada. Um, So I think, I mean, that's written on the wall, you know, to to catch the, you know, help the BCC. I, I would say, Storyline wise, he's in Japan and he's going to return with, you know, a top star from Japan, and and then they'll continue this feud. I I assume. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, you know, I, I guess we'll we'll see. Or he's going to return with somebody. Um. And just I don't know. First thought is obviously Japan. So yeah, we'll see, mm-hmm. man. But all in all, like coming up because. The elite BCC and Takeshita and Don Callis, like, yeah, that was pretty good. And now mm-hmm. you just go back to the Dark Order and, and Lucha Brothers and Bandito and a trios tag. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The real question is, Brian, are we going to give a fuck? That's no. the real question. The answer's no. So, yeah, we'll see. But are we going to fucking care? The answer's no, bro. The answer is freaking no. Up next, we have Bullet Club Gold. Jay White and Juice Robinson, they hit the ring. They're calling out FTR because of their involvement. I guess that they had, um, I think they, I think uh, Ricky Starks and Jay White, um, they were brawling with Ricky Starks backstage. I think that was a double or nothing. And then FTR came to the aid of Ricky Starks in that segment. So they're calling out FTR. FTR's music hits and they enter the ring. 
Uh, Jay White asked FTR if they want to join Bullet Club Gold. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, seriously, this is what we're doing. They say a bunch of words that doesn't, that's fucking irrelevant. Honestly, I didn't even take notes with that. Um, Jay White hands Dax the microphone and I guess he dropped it intentionally. Um, he like drops it in front of his face and then freaking Juice Robinson just decks Dax. Both men just drop FTR as a whole as both FTR is just laying uh, Starks hits the ring, Ricky Starks, uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson retreat through the crowd. And then Ricky Starks challenges Jay White to another match. I believe it's going to be next week or something. Um, and then, yeah, he calls him a punk ass bitch and that's it. So <laughs> Brian, I'll, I'll have you start, man. Your, your thoughts in regards to all this. Uh, so I, I'm torn with this, man. Cause I could, I could go one of two ways. Like I'd be okay with a feud between Ricky Starks and Jay White. If it was just Ricky Starks and Jay White. Yes. Yeah. I'd be okay with a tag between Jay White and Juice Robinson and FTR. I think that could be a pretty good, but I don't need it all together. Um, so, you know, I, Juice Robinson, I just don't know enough about, um, I'm starting to like, you know, I'm learning his shtick a little bit and, you know, still don't know enough about him, but um, it, to me, again, it just feels like Ricky Starks is going to team with FTR. Um, I mean, it's the bullet club. What, you know, what is the bullet club known for? Right. And members like, so somebody will come join bullet club gold and here you are with <laughs> two other trios tags. Like, the fuck out of here, man. Just again, I, I'd be on board. I think it could be really good if it was a tag with FTR or singles with, with um, Jay White and Ricky Starks, but it doesn't need to be both. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's why I'll leave that. Yeah. Here's what I'll say before I get into FT, the FTR situation. So, okay. Starks and Jay White are going to face each other. Ricky Starks, I would assume, is going to win the match because yeah, he lost to Jay. So they're one and one. So it's well, again, he wins. So are they gonna? So are, are they gonna have a rubber match? Like that's exactly what the fuck we need to see is as, as a rubber match between Jay White and Ricky Starks. It's just, I, I, guys, I, I don't know what we're doing. Like, what what is the end goal here? And yeah, and look, in regards to FTR, um. I don't know. It's just, I mean, Jay White going after a tag title. I just don't think, I don't know. It's just like, what happened to all these other tag teams that you had? Sure, sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, I don't understand it. Like, what, where, where is Butcher and the Blade? Where are all these other, these other tag teams that you had that you, you could be booking as such against FTR, but, but you're not. And I, and I understand like if, if, Oh, like, oh, well, James, this is better for, for FTR to face freaking Jay White and Juice Robinson than it is a Butcher in the Blade or a Bullet or the, or the Blackpool Combat Club. And I understand that, but okay. Now, so they had that little feud with, with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which was pretty dang solid for the most part, by the way. We've, we yeah. both have spoken heavily about that, but I just don't understand why. And you know where the other tag teams are involved with, Brian? They're involved with the with these fucking trios titles. I mean, just look at the acclaimed. The acclaimed are once again are going to go after these freaking these trios titles. They made that statement. 
um, later on in this first hour. We're going to get to that in just a second. Like, I don't know, like, when this tag division started to to where it is now, I, I don't know where it's going. It's almost you have like just transitioning from to, to not having a tag division and just it being a singles or, or a trios tags. Like yeah, it's just, yeah, it's I weird. don't understand it. We're, it's just like everybody's transitioning from a tag team to a trios tag. And again, yeah. it's like, what is this doing? I, I don't understand. Do I give a shit? The answer is no. Um, I, I just, at least as of right now, I don't. I mean, that could change again. And again, I, I like the fact that FTR is continuing to be involved with with AEW Dynamite Television. That's awesome. Continue to 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 keep them on television. You know, of course, they're your champions. Um, so that's again, that's a bright spot in of itself. But it's just now, okay. Jay White and, and Juice, they had their situation with Ricky and now FTR. So, like, what are we doing now? Like you mentioned, like, Bullet, another member of, of Bullet Club Gold is going to be added. We're going to have a, a six-man tag that we just sure. desperately need to see. It's just, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, what, like, what is, what, what is this accomplishing? Like, what, what is the end goal here? I just, I don't, I don't know what, what it's, what it's doing, yeah. but. I guess we're going to find out. Um, but, yeah, Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all that. That was it, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've really got nothing else to add to it. Um, we'll see, man. Yeah. We definitely shall see. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, again, get rid of – with this whole thing with the trios titles, man, like I don't know why this was a thing. Everybody's like, oh, trios titles. This is exactly what AW needs. And now it's just doing nothing but just diminish the tag division itself. Sure. You have the acclaim going after trios titles. You have all of these other tag teams. You have freaking, freaking, uh, what freaking, uh, I think butcher and the Young blade Bucks. in regards to Kip Sabian Bucks, is like Black involved. BC, yeah. It's just like enough, man. It's just fucking enough. I'm just, yep. it's just the, the, the tag division is being demoted or just being de devalued because of these trios titles at the end of the day. So um, up next, we have Tony Khan's big announcement. His big announcement, Brian, is that CM Punk will return to Chicago for the debut of AEW Collision, which no will be way. June 17th, <laughs> uh, June 17th. And the crowd, you want to talk about a mixed reaction? I mean, there was a heavily mixed reaction. There was sprinkle of cheers. And a heavily sprinkled mix of also of freaking booze. So there you go. Wow, shocker, right? CM Punk. Like we, <laughs> um, you know, and like I said, guys, we saw this coming. We knew that that was coming when they announced that collision was going to be in Chicago. So it seems like Tony Khan has given into all of Punk's demands um, and, and requests that he's made. And yeah, CM Punk is coming back, guys. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just I, I'm going to say my thoughts in just a second, Brian, your, your first initial thoughts in regards to Punk coming back for Collision. You know what it is with Punk, man? Listen to his intro song that his song. And if you know, living shout out to Living Color back in the day. Awesome song. Mm -hmm. if you yeah, great song. song um, and, and you understand the lyrics to it. He is that in within the wrestling world. The cult mm -hmm. of personality like. Mm -hmm. 
other other than maybe Roman and the Bloodline, MJF maybe. Who else has been talked about more than CM Punk? And when's the last time he was even in wrestling, you know, on TV? It's, you know, so, look, I, I'm a fan of CM Punk. Do I agree or, you know, with everything he says? No, of course not. Um, uh, but w- within within the wrestling world, um, he, he he knows how to get you talking, at least. And he's managed to keep himself relevant, whether whether it's it's lies or or speculation or him having to respond or, or whatever it is it's a combination of a lot of things but i mean he hasn't been on tv since when i don't even know when it was man um and he's still one of the top three talked about people in wrestling so right on cm punk <laughs> like he, so yeah that that's what he is in the, in the wrestling uh world especially now man he he is the cult of personality, and you're you're going to love him or hate him, um, and you, we'll, we'll see how this goes, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, wouldn't it be some shit? Wouldn't it be some shit if this whole thing, right? I, now I don't believe it is, but this whole thing was a freaking work, whole thing, the whole time, because I, I mean, he legit did get an injury, not just from the 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 brawl, but I think he was. It like injured beforehand, you know. Mm. So he had to take some time off. Wouldn't it be some shit if, again, we talked about BCC and the elite, and obviously with the Keshta now, there's got to be somebody else. What if that person? You want to talk about setting off a shitstorm within the wrestling community, and and holy shit, you want to talk about getting eyeballs? What if it was CM Punk with the elite? Holy shit. Hmm. And and is look, at the end of the day, I mean, do they hate each other? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But if there's millions to be made, what is the history of the wrestling industry? They're gonna do it. So you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't think that was that that's what happened, but or would happen. But man, if you if you want to talk about getting excitement you know, built around wrestling or a product or, or, or whatever. That is really the only way I see CM Punk's, you know, this second return now being better than the first or, or even equal to the first. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. He'll be there June 17th. So, you know, a couple more weeks, man. Um, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, and, and look, here, here's what I'll say in regards to all of this is that, and I said this just a couple weeks ago. Listen, I like punk. It'll be good to see CM Punk. And, and, and I was a fan of the dude, you know, that whole pipe bomb and that whole world title run that he had. But just like I said a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm going to say this now, ever since he came back, he had, a, he had this big pop. Everybody in the wrestling world was talking. And we expected, we expected big things you know, when he came back and it's kind of been Brian, to be honest with you, especially that whole first run that he had with AEW was pretty underwhelming for honestly, for the most part. Okay. He had nice little promo with Kingston and people like MJF, you know, that was to me, not on the same level as the stuff that he did over at world wrestling entertainment, 
but somewhat close to it. He clearly, even, you know, he's never been obviously the best technical wrestler. We know that, but clearly there's shit that he does in the ring that's just so freaking just ugly. And yeah, at the yeah, end of the day as well. In the ring for sure. Yeah, and at the end of the day as well, like, okay, what is, and like you mentioned, Brian, like what is the, what is going to be the end goal with Punk? Like what, what are we trying to accomplish here? Right. And if you're going to accomplish anything, especially after that freaking reaction that he just got, Punk, when, when Tony Khan announced him and Tony Khan, he's like, he's, he's standing there. He's got a smile on his face. He's so proud of like the, <laughs> right. And okay. After hearing that reaction, I would instantly make this this dude Punk come back as a heel because I'll be honest with you, man. This dude's work, he is better off as a freaking heel. I'm just going to be completely true, honest true. with you. You yeah, can't have true. this dude go back with that same baby face shtick that he did his first run at AEW and expect anything to change. And to even with that, Brian, I don't expect anything else to change. Okay, sure. They're going to probably get a good amount of viewership for Collision is what I expect. If they do not hit, Brian... If this fucking company does not hit at least a million for, for, for collision with the amount of buzz, with the amount of, you know, of noise that's going on with punk, then you might as well have to fucking pack it in, man. I, I mean, if yeah. you, I mean, at this point and that, and listen, I don't expect that to happen. I expect them to be somewhere close to that. Um, but okay, they're going to get a big rating. People are going to want to see what 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 Punk has to say, what he's involved in. And it's like, okay, but after that, do we expect anything to be better? Right? It's like, okay, so he returned to Rampage. He got a nice decent viewership. And then we always say like, oh, like he's going to help the ratings. He's going to help the viewership. Guys, when he first came back after his debut, he hasn't done shit to the viewership. He was never moving the fucking needle. There was nothing important about the dude. He wasn't making the company any fucking better. So you're going to have him return like before the show even happens. Like uh, to me, I don't know why we're also announcing this dude prior to the show. I feel like there's a lot more other stuff that you can do if you want to return CM Punk to make, you know, to make it more of a shock factor. I, I would have done that instead of like announcing pre or you know, pre-show, you know, weeks in advance that he's going to return. That's just me. But I think that this dude, his best work over the past several years has been a heel. And if that's how, if, if that's, yep. and, and if you're going to have this dude come back and you're going to have this dude relevant and you're going to have him draw in and have him be in, you know, irrelevant, captivating shit, you put him in as a freaking heel. Um, because there's no way you can continue to go back and do the same shtick that he did as a baby face and he plays a decent baby face. I'm not saying he doesn't, but, but yeah, Brian, and I, I just don't, ex I just don't understand as well with Tony Khan, how he expects anything, unless they legit change shit and they legit get creative, but I don't expect what this is going to accomplish long-term. Sure. They're going to get some, they're going to get a little bit of cheap pops in the rating, Chicago's going to give him a warm welcome because it's Chicago outside of right, Chicago. Right. This dude is going to get a mixed fucking reaction. So yeah. you might as well just turn the dude heel. So in regards to the elite, Brian, like you mentioned, I, I, I don't know, maybe feuding with the elite. If you want to have him feud, if maybe again, if bygones are been bygones and you want to make a fun feud out of it, 
and make this make this the storyline or the feud somewhat real because there was real life beef then sure but to align himself with the elite nah i just i don't i don't know because because i still don't know the relationship you know outside of the company really know either that's what you know i'm right you know what i'm saying it's just I, i just i just don't know um I, I just okay, yeah. He, he's gonna like I said, he's he's gonna get a little bit of people tuned in. But do we do we expect Tony Khan and this company to get it right? To me, they're already not getting it right. Announcing him prior to the show, they're that, that's just to me a red flag well, I think as it he's is. In a position where he he had to. Um, yeah. And, and reason being because again, knowing that he's going to return, and given what the consistent numbers are that people are tuning in. Like he's counting on the fact that, you know, yeah, hopefully a couple thousand, a couple hundred thousand more will tune in as opposed to waiting for just to be a surprise entrance. And by that point, you, there's, there's no added viewers cause it's the moments past. I mean, yeah, you'll get a, a you know, a, a, a pop in like maybe a quarterly rating, but um, overall, you're, you're going to miss out on those viewers, I think. So I, I understand why I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think he should come back as a heel. And this is another thing I don't think they can do the same. Like, if you remember when he did come back, like, <laughs> it's almost like Orange Cassidy has just taken over CM Punk spot since he left, uh, where every show was starting with a CM Punk promo, like, for it seemed like for months. Like, that's how the, every show would start. Mm-hmm. You can't do that again, man. You can't have him come out there every every single week to start the show. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, given given Chicago, um, like you said, yeah, Chicago's always going to – he's always going to get the, the hometown cheer there. Um, and outside of that, yeah, I expect a mixed bag too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Cause- because here's the thing at the end of the day, listen, we, we all know that the talent that was in punk, but that's sure. the thing. It just, it was, because I just don't think it's really into, and the only saving grace is that to see what he does as a heel. And if that doesn't work out, then I, I don't know where else you can go with this dude. And, yeah. and who's to say that this dude is not going to bring the drama and everything else that surrounds himself. You know what I'm saying, and that's my main concern, Brian, is to put is to cult bring back personality, man. <laughs> that's right, absolutely. Um, it's just I just listen. We all like punk. I like punk. We've all we all loved his pipe bomb. We all loved the stuff that he did in WWE. But to me, this dude just he just doesn't have that. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Like that aspect of him is just not the same anymore. If sure. that makes sense, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. nothing is going to, nothing is going to eclipse of what he did in that title run or that pipe bomb, that stuff he did with Kevin Nash and people like with triple H. It's just, it's just not, it's just yeah. not, he's just not moving. And it's, and it's already given proof, especially, and, and also adding in with AW's booking, he's not, it's not going to move the needle. It proved that they proved that in his first run, when he first came back to professional wrestling itself. And to me, if they just continue to do the same sh- stuff that he did when he first came onto the scene, it's going to be the same thing. 
I just don't understand what this guy is going to bring that's going to make the company long term that much better. I just don't see it. Is he gonna ha- is he gonna bring in again that Chicago crowd? Is he gonna bring in some viewers? Is he gonna get cheered? Sure, like short term wise, but long term, like what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And then that's 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 just all I gotta say. Uh, we all like Punk, but at the end of the day, this dude is just to me just not the same as he once was like the steam and how he holds himself just isn't the same. I mean, he's still a cocky, arrogant prick as he always is, (laughs) as he always is in regards to his personality, the cult of personality, right? Right, Brian. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, he had a cute little few promos with MJF and Eddie Kingston outside of that, that, what again? What has he done? Yeah. I just, I again, guys. I, that may that may sound harsh and may sound, you know, like I'm an asshole. It's just, it's just the honest truth, man. Until I see this dude really, you know, move the numbers and move the needles for a long period of time consistently, then I'll believe it. Until then, I don't. I just don't. Especially all the the drama and the tension that he brought into that locker room early on when he first came into AEW, I just, I just don't trust how the first time it it happened, it didn't work. It's like a, it's like any type of toxic relationship, right? Or like, Oh, you break up with your ex-girlfriend, right? And then you get back together again and then you break up again and like, Oh, okay. Maybe this will work again the third time. And it just doesn't to me, like that's to me where, and again, I hope I'm wrong. I just, I just, to me, that's where I just see it going. So, but we'll see. We shall see. But moving on into the show. Um, up next, we have a triple threat match. This was Trent Beretta from Best Friends versus Big Bill versus Swerve Strickland. Match time was nine minutes in like, guys, what the fuck is there need to say? It was just a triple threat match. What what did yeah. this is Swerve Strickland gonna be what? I guess because he was in the battle royal, he was one of the last uh he was the last participant to be eliminated in that blackjack battle royal. So he's gonna feud with with Orange or feud with Orange Cassidy, I, I, guys. Like I mean, Big Bill and Trent Beretta, they're all thrown in this match for what? I, I don't understand. Sure, was it a decent triple threat technical wrestling match? Okay. Outside of that, what the fuck are we doing with this freaking match? What is it accomplishing? What are we doing? What is the end goal? Right. Seriously, I don't understand it. You're throwing these three people to just to have a good fucking triple threat match. I guys, I don't, I don't get it. But but yeah, strips Swerve Strickland wins this match. He hits Big Bill with a double stomp onto the apron, and then pins Trent with a crucifix roll up, a crucifix roll up finish. So, and that's guys, that's it. It was just a decent triple threat. That's that's all it is, and that and that was it. The, the segment just ends. So, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this triple threat match? Not much, other than you know, I think at least in the case of Swerve and Big Bill, I, I think they're kind of just being wasted and lost in the shuffle. Because I, I think both of these guys could could uh, do a lot of things here. Um, mm-hmm. And and why 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 they have uh, Bill messing around in matches like this instead of like like why is he not? Why is he called Big Bill? Is my question. Or Wardlow, or 
you know, uh, Luchasaurus or, you know, somebody uh-huh. of that nature. You know, I, I don't know, yeah. man. Um, yeah. And why, why is he still called Big Bill is my fucking question. why is he still called Big Bill? <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Let's address that first. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's so just, that, it's that's a mess. all I got to say, man. I think there's, um, you know, Beretta, I, you know, he's he's a solid, you know, in-ring performer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think there's more to to Big Bill and uh, and Swerve, man. And I don't know. Maybe it's just a case of again, we've talked about it before. Like they have so much talent there that where's their time for everybody? So you know, I don't exactly. Know. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw them in a triple threat because we have yeah. nothing for them. They're better off Brian just sitting in the back than getting this this nine minute match that just does fucking nothing. It's just yeah. it's just the truth, man. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just a shame. Again, it's just another match. So this is so far now we're number one as the next segment um, is the acclaimed. They they you know I guess they call out um, they don't really call out Blackpool Com- or the Blackpool Combat Club, but the House of Black. You know he's saying though uh, Bowens is on the microphone stating that Billy Gunn deserves to hold onto gold one more time. So. That pretty much states that they're going to go after trios titles again. So that, and that's our number one. That, guys, that is our number one. Outside of the big announcement that we already fucking knew that was going to happen. What the fuck is what, – what is getting accomplished in this show? Somebody fucking tell me. Trust me, guys. People think that, oh, some people think I might be a WWE mark or a fucking AW mark. No, if you watch this fucking platform, I bring the same fucking energy with, with AEW and Tony Khan as well as Triple H and WWE. I bring the same fucking energy. I say the same thing about Monday Night Raw, saying the same thing about this first hour so far. What the fuck is this accomplishing? What is making you intrigued for next week? What is this doing for anybody? The answer is nothing at all. So, uh, Brian, before we get into hour number two, your thoughts about the acclaimed and challenging Health of Black again, I I would say. I mean... Does Billy Gunn need another title before he retires? I I don't know. Um, look, the acclaimed are a tag team. They were a super over tag team. They don't need to be going after Trio's title. Period. End of story. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like, it's exactly. Just, this is just build a just just build and, a tag. Another thing, even even with that, like again, given the two the the, the dynamic of the two teams, the House of Black and and the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Do I want to see them beat in house of black? No, I, mm-hmm. I don't. Um, so I, I don't know. That, and that's not to say that like, listen, I, I think the the whole, as I've stated before, the whole trios tag is bullshit to begin with. And they're not doing well with house of black, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't think the acclaimed and Billy Gunn should be beating them either. So, right. And, and the know. thing is too, they've already had the match. Yeah, they had a yeah. fucking open challenge. So now yeah. so now you want to build some type of a fucking story, whatever the hell this is going to be, and have another match? Why yeah. the fuck couldn't you not just build? If that's what you want to do, Brian, then you know what? Fine. I, again, it's not – I say this about WWE. It's not my company. If that's what Tony Khan and his creative juices wants to fucking do, then fine. Then make me give a shit. I it's it's seriously like I like the acclaimed and I like House of Black, but I gotta say straight up, I don't give a shit. I don't care because nothing about this is gonna. At least as of right now, they're gonna have another match 
they're going to probably throw this match on a what? In the middle of a dynamite in the next couple of weeks? Like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? What are we doing with these people? The acclaimed were so fucking over. You freaking Malachi Black. Do you remember when Malachi Black, Brian, when he first came onto the scene, AW, as a singles competitor? And now he's thrown and attached to the hip. And this is no shade to Brody. Brody King or Buddy Matthews, they're 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 decent performers. Yep. But he's he's just being stuck in this faction that's doing nothing but weigh him down. Just and it, it's just it, that's just the truth. Yeah. And you're gonna have another match for what? You could like it. So you have a match just to build to another match. Fucking a. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. But yeah, just. I'm sure we'll get more into that in the next following weeks to see Absolutely. what what Tony Khan has in store for, for for these two for these two trios these two trios teams. So finally, we get into our number two, and finally, some semblance of positivity here. So let let's bring it down a little bit, Brian. There's been so far a lot of negativity so far, but let, let let's try to bring a little bit of positivity into this into the show, just a little bit. So and, and this is what you got to start the second hour. You had Don Callis. And Takeshka, they hit the ring. Don Callis just gets booed out of the fucking building by yeah. San Diego, California. Freaking love that. Um, they're just, again, si- similar to what Dominic does over at WWE. She's trying to talk, and they're hardly getting it. I guess I don't know if that's a coincidence, if, if that's what Tony got. They sing how, how much that works with, with Dominic. And, like, Tony Khan's like, oh, who's getting, who could get that same type of heel heat? Don Callis. You know, it's just, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, so he's, he's on the microphone. Don Callis is doing his shtick. He says, I may have lost a nephew, but I gained a son in regards to Takeshka. Takeshka grabs a mic, which I kind of thought was unnecessary. I mean, you have him aligned with Don Callis. Just let him do all the freaking talking. He doesn't need to freaking talk at all, but he talks and he says, you know, in his, in his best English, you know, accent, um, he says, we will destroy the elite. We will destroy Kenny Omega. And then Don Callis finishes it off by saying, again, the crowd continues to boo heavily with these, with these two. Um, he's like, you destroyed my family, so I'm going to build a new one. And my new family is going to cut the elite out of all elite wrestling. And that is the segment. So let, 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 me, let me give a nice little, nice little applause, man. Like, seriously. Uh, finally, like some sort of positivity in this freaking show, I, I mean, took it took you freaking an hour. I mean, and the guys, and like I mentioned about about Monday Night Raw, again, just spoiler alert. This is probably the only type. This is the only you know semblance of positivity you're gonna get in this freaking review, seriously, because that. I mean, and now, so with that being said, I just hope that. So I guess what Kenny Omega Takeshka, that's gonna be some type of a feud or some type of a story where Takeshka is going to face Omega or something along those lines, maybe whenever Kenny Omega returns to television. So look, I mean, I'll give it a chance. Um, I don't know how the bucks, I guess the bucks and, and hangman are just going to be stuck with the dark order when you have Don Callis, Takeshka and Omega in a separate, I I, I don't know. Um, so the unless the segment itself before I get into you know before we both get into what what's what's to come long term here, the segment that was fine, very fine. Don Callis was awesome. The crowd was into it. They booed the shit out of him. The moment itself was was intriguing, and we got some semblance of positivity in this freaking show. And you can thank Don Callis 
and Takeshka. I can't believe I'm saying that. Take a shitta. You can take, you can think, take a shitta and Don Callis for some semblance of positivity uh, in this show. But Brian, your, your thoughts in regards to uh, this segment. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, man. Um, listen, I, I think Don Callis has, at least for the, for the, for the moment, for the time being, um, he's taken over that, uh, you know, just, you know, that hated manager, you know, I, I think he's in this moment, he, he's, uh, above Paul E dangerously. Um, so, you know, with that being said, yeah, it was good. And I will say with this too, with the, at least with the AEW crowd, like that heat, that was all legit. I, I, you know, it, yeah, that, that wasn't like, you know, we've that seen wasn't any piped in crowd noise and shit. No, so I'll give you know AEW credit for that, man. I mean, they, and 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 Callis for actually, you know, eliciting that response. Um, that that's what he's there to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, mm-hmm. good segment. Um, where it goes from here, like I said, I mentioned earlier, with the the talk of Kenny being out of the country, I would imagine storyline he's in Japan whatever if he's coming back with another uh wrestler from new japan we'll see um but yeah yeah we'll see where it goes but i I don't that with the story with the storyline and everybody involved yeah if if the young bucks and and hangman go back to feuding with the dark order ah fuck man that that's just (laughs) yeah yeah, i feel you bro i feel you it's gonna be it's gonna be a fuck it's gonna be a fucking train wreck man Seriously, yeah. it really, really is. Let me give one last round of applause to Tom uh, Callis and Kenny Omega. So, very nice stuff. Thank you. Thank you guys for fi- for taking this shit show, this drizzling shits of a show, and having some type of positivity. Thank you, guys. That's <laughs> so, and like I mentioned, guys, this is that, that is the only that is the only little uh, any type of positivity you're going to get into the show because moving forward, it just it doesn't get better. It just gets fucking worse. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, let's get into this next segment. Um, next, well, match, I should say. Um, Orange Cassidy, your international, AW international champion, ver- uh, and Darby Allen versus Gates of Agony. Never heard of these freaking people. Um, I don't know who these people are, and I guess Tony Khan just expects, expects me just to know who these guys are. I think they were aligned. I think they're aligned with Swerve Strickland or something. And Brian Cage, I think, or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Gates of Agony. Um, I mean, they look like a pretty cool visual-wise. They look like a decent little tag team. So there you go, Brian. There's a tag team that where visually you're like, oh, snap. That could work. That could get people captivated if I book them as such. Yep. But, you know, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, guys that are like what? Combined weight of what, Brian, would you say about little over 200 pounds. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, to combine to... Somewhere to... Yeah. Ex- right. So they end up winning yeah, this match. 300, 300 times, yeah. Maybe close. Yeah, well, like somewhere close to maybe. Yeah. Um, so Swerve Strickland is watching from the staging area. So I'm sure Orange Cassidy and Swerve are going to start some type of feud with the international title, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and then, yeah, Darby Allen wins this match via the code red and a coffin drop. So, so gates of agony, just again, like I mentioned, just freaking loses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they win this, they, they, they win this match and that's pretty much it. Freaking, 
um, all men just uh, sting comes out his music hits and then he just uh, all men just stare at one another from the ring to the outside. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to that. Cause I really got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. You got to, yeah, you got to see Sting. You got to hear Tony Schiavone do a shtick with Sting. So oh, that yeah. that's but no, this, so. this match, like fuck, bro. Again, I've mentioned this so many times now, and I'm sorry if it's redundant, but Darby Allen and the fucking coffin. These two guys that they're wrestling now. For all right. The the tag Darby's in, again, just just pair them up and throw them out there. No, no sense, mm-hmm. no care, no, no whatever. You know, who cares? Mm-hmm. They're they're up against these two giant human beings, and Darby Allen is is beating them with coffin drops and like running into the turnbuckle and hitting him with the back with his back. Like, <laughs> god damn it, it's so so lame. Man. It just it's horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all, that's all I got to say. I mean, yeah, you got these two guys now who. They're monsters, man. I mean, put them in your tag division. Like, right. That's what they look like as such, right? I mean, the vis- I talked about that about Indusheer over in WWE. Great visual. There's something there. If you book them as such, it could get people captivated. But yeah. no, they just lose to little old Orange Cassidy Darby and his Allen fucking glasses and his fucking thumbs up. And you lose to little old Darby Allen. So there's so, so Darby yeah, Allen. Like, how do you ever take so, so his, con- so his, right. So his consolation prize is after losing the world heavyweight title match, that fatal four way, he just wins an irrelevant fucking tag. And, and it's in the, in the, in this, the situation with, with him and, or with orange Cassidy and swerve doesn't even involve him. At least as of right now, I don't believe it. I don't believe it is. So again, what the fuck, man? Just, it's, it's a waste of get time. Off topic, topic too much here, but uh, like just, this tag and in this year reminds me of I can't even think of the guy's name. Weren't they like um like security for Rollins back in the day? Like what were the like two huge dudes? Uh shit, man. For they, Seth Rollins? Yeah, yeah. Weren't there they had to be with Rollins, right? I, I thought it was. I'm trying to um, think. Well, well, Rollins had J and J security. Uh that whole J and J security no, I remember stuff. That, but no, there was Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't with Rollins, but there was two. You may be thinking of somebody there. else, probably. Yeah, I would say. I don't hmm. know. Anyway, two huge dudes, man, that just look badass like monsters, and yeah, I don't even know what happened. To oh, you talking about oh, authors of pain? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they're at, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't know. They had. Um, they were in WWE for like a cup of coffee and stuff. Uh, right. I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's another tag team that could have done freaking wonders, bro. They had the Absolutely. they they had the manager, they had the look, they had they had everything, bro. But then WWE just just fucks it up. So yeah, but yeah, just in regards to this tag match, guys, there's, there's nothing to talk about. It's fucking irrelevant. Oh, we're you're gonna get Swerve and Orange Cassidy in a in another uh, in a uh, international title match. Oh, great. I could care I'm fucking really, less. I, I, at this point, like I'm hoping Swerve takes it off of him, man. And yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me either. Would not shock me either. Um, Hook comes out. Uh, he interrupts Tony Schiavone. Preston Vance and tr- I don't even know what this other dude's name is, Brian. I, I have no idea. They're part of Roosh's, I guess, clique or whatever. Yeah. They come out. They just mug Hook. It's a two-on-one assault. Jungle Boy 
So again, so you had Darby Allen in a tag match that nobody gave a fuck about after his world title match. What's a good way to put uh, to 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 book Jungle Boy as such? Let's put him right back with fucking Hook because they did this before, and yeah. man, that just worked so well last time, didn't it, Brian? And yeah. now let's just put him back to the just put him back at the hip with 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 Hook. They're gonna, I guess, start somewhat of a shtick here with. With with Preston Vance and Roosh and all them, yeah, that's again, guys. Like, wow, I again, I could care fucking less. I don't care. I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't care. Can somebody in this company, outside of maybe Don Callis and Takeshka, and I'm using that term, and I'm and I'm using, and that is a huge, huge maybe because I don't know where that's going either, Brian. I'll be honest. Like, can somebody make me care? Can somebody make me glued and make me like, wow, like I need to see this. In regards to next week, you got a little bit of that with Don Callis and the turn and the steel cage match a couple weeks ago. But outside of that, over the over months and years, what are you fucking getting that's making you want to desperately need to watch other than just a wrestling match? I'm talking about a story and a feud. What are you getting? Nothing. And oh, let's so let's put Jungle Boy and Hook together, as as freaking Ricky Starks would say. Yeah, how, let me see the quarterly hours for that. <laughs> So yeah, just ser- seriously, man, it's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But yeah, Brian, your thoughts in yeah, regards to that, because no that's that's all, all I got. No interest at all here, e- even for Hook, man. I mean, unfortunately, like I've lost interest in Hook. Um, and isn't he still carrying around the FTW t- title? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he sure is, bro. Unnecessary thing. That weird fucking title that's just so like that's yeah. just so out of place, and it's like I I don't understand it, man. It's just so. It's just odd. It's just really odd. But yeah, Hook. Hook's another dude who was actually like, what was it? The send Hook shtick when he was yeah. r- uh, wrestling over at Rampage. I was like, oh, snap. Like, this dude actually has something. He's a little bit over. The crowd, he's hot for him. And now he's just lost so much fucking steam. Absolutely. It's it's not even it's not even funny, man. So, but moving on, because that, that, that's just like, I, I'm, I'm done wasting my time with that. As Brian, I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. It's just nothing to talk about there. Um, up next, um, Chris Statlander defends her TBS championship against Nyla Rose. Match time was seven minutes. Valkyria or uh, Taya Valkyrie is watching backstage, and Statlander wins the match via 450 splash. And, and that's it. So, guys, so all the people like, oh, as long as the TBS title is off of Jade Cargill, okay, now what? Now, now what? Because you fucking ruined her, not only her title reign, Brian, but her undefeated streak. Like, to remind you guys, this woman was undefeated. And you give it to, again, it's just it's just Chris Statlander. Like, I don't understand what the fuck this is going to accomplish moving forward. Yes, we like Chris Statlander. Sure, there's potential in Chris Statlander. But what are we doing with her and holding on to this TBS title that's going to be that much more... That that much more special than when Jade Cargill was holding it for fifty or like however many days she was holding on to that title and her undefeated streak along with that. How how is it going to be any better? Oh, but we just had to get the freaking title off of Jade Cargill because Jade because the title reign has sucked when it was no fault to her own. But yeah, let's just throw the title off of her because the fans are just that fucking ignorant. They don't know how to book a freaking title change if 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 it, it, like the size again the, the size of their uh, of my picky finger is the size of their fucking wrestling intelligence. It's that fucking small. I mean, guys, like, okay, you want to get the title off of Jay Cargill. 
How are you going to do it? You can't just throw a title off of somebody just to fucking throw a title off of somebody. Can you tell Brian how much this frustrates me? Seriously, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to this match. And uh, and I know we didn't talk much about it, but Chris Statlander being the TBS champion and all that. Yeah, so let me start with, uh, so I haven't seen the AEW pay-per-view, but for so from my understanding, uh, so Cargill had the match with Valkyria, beat her, yep. and, then, and then Statlander returned and, and had the impromptu match, and Statlander yep. won. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a fan of Statlander. I have been since, you know, since I saw her, you know, whatever, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is she one that I think was on her way to, to, to being built as a star? Yeah. And do I think she has it? Yeah. That being said, the way you just did this whole thing with Cargill, with her return, with Valkyria, um, it's all fucked. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, you have Cargill who's undefeated and and having the title. Why the fuck are you going to have her lose both in the same night? Yeah. After she already had a match, and then right. you know. And then had the the returning Statlander. Like, Fucking dumb. have Statlander return, maybe attack her or something, but then build and set Statlander up a, back up. And set up a feud her. between the two. Yes. And build it to the next pay-per-view. So it doesn't it doesn't, you know, diminish the streak and her title reign, bro. And that's what I and I said this as well in regards to man. Yeah, ex- exactly. And listen, I I and listen, I I, I stated this on the AEW Double or Nothing review in regards to the versus edition and all that stuff, right? If you want to have Chris Statlander take that title off of Jade Cargill, fine. That's yep. totally fine. And if you want to do it like a pay-per-view on a pay-per-view that's double or nothing, which at this point for Jade Cargill's title reign, you should be doing that as such, then fine. Then make me give a shit about Chris Statlander. You have a return. And beat this woman where for ever since, and listen, I, I understand there's fans like yourself, Brian, that are fans of this woman. But let's be honest. What has been that captivating about, about her? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. We know that there's potential with her, but you have her come back and you have her be the one after what she has done up until this point in AEW to just make her come back and just beat Jade Cargill on her first night back. What the fuck the are we doing? That's the issue with the whole thing. That's the pro- yeah. yeah, that's the issue here. Right. If Chris Statlander is your woman to take that title, okay, fine. But, I mean, you're trying to also reminisce a whole Paige versus AJ Lee shtick, which I talked about as well. When Paige made her official main roster debut and she took that title from AJ Lee and the moment was, was 10 times more special than that fucking shit yeah. uh, this past Sunday. But because there was, you know, people knew of, of Paige of NXT and then there was momentum because of how well she was booked over an NX over an NXT. So that's where the difference is for Chris Statlander. Like I, I like I, I watched her come back, Brian. I'm like, oh, it's it's Chris Statlander. It's good to see her. That's it. That's legit it. And on the first night back, you have her just defeat. You have her take Jade, Car- Jade Cargill's title and end her undefeated streak in one fucking night. And in, in her first night back, it makes no fucking sense at all. 
So let's move on, Brian, because I know the more and the more we talk about that as well, the more we're just going to get aggravated as well. Before we get into the main event, Tony Storm, she's she's backstage. She's, she talks about defending her women's championship at a House Rules match. And I don't know if there was some talks about Forbidden Door, maybe. I, I don't know. Just guys, I don't know. Again, sim- similar to Tony Storm, like I talked about with all these other few, like what is the end goal with yeah. Tony Storm in this feud? Like where are we going? How are we getting her captivated? Where is Jamie Hayter, by the way? I guess, well, she's dealing with an injury. So I guess she's off television, I guess. Yeah. But again, guys, I don't I don't know what we're doing, bro. I just, I don't understand it. It's just Tony Storm's holding on to this title. And, and Tony Storm's good. I'm not saying that, you know, she's not worthy of holding on to that title. But I, I mean, it's just, it's there's just something missing with it, man. It's just, and, and the whole, in the whole reign with Jamie Hayter, I think also kind of in the fact that she took that title from her and how shitty that title reign was has now kind of diminished you know, Tony Storm in the process as well. So I don't know. I, I really don't. Brian, before we get into the main event, your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think the whole thing is a cluster at this point. Um, as we've stated on here before, I, I like Hayter a lot. I agree. Her title run was supremely underwhelming. Um, and I guess, you know, at this point, I mean, yeah, she's, she has a legit injury, so you got to get the title off of her and it's back on storm now. Um, so, I mean, I would imagine that originally wasn't the plan, uh, but you know, I I don't know. Uh, it, it, right now it's just like, yeah, it's kind of, it's obvious that you're, they're obvious that they're in the midst of trying to create a new plan. (laughs) And the, who knows what that is? Um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It's just yeah, I just laugh I mean, and just I, shake I my know. head. I mean, that yeah. that is that is legit. My, both like everything that Tony Khan does, as well as WWE. Because like I say, I, I don't I don't always want to come onto this platform and think that I'm just shitting on one particular company. No, guys, it's both of them. And when it comes to their booking. That, that's my genuine reaction. It's just, yeah, I just I laugh and like shake my head. Women's title in particular, like maybe it's like halfway or three quarters of, of the way through Brit's run. Since then, it, it just is, hasn't been special yeah. at all. Ever since Brit, right. Yeah. Ever since Brit, you, no, you're absolutely right, Brian. As, as soon as Brit Baker, when she had that tremendous heel run, she's lost that title to Thunder Rosa. No, nothing yeah. about that championship has felt, has felt, or has felt relevant at all. Yep. And it's a shame. So speaking of Brit Baker, She's involved in your main event, and that is a mixed tag match as she's with her man, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, against Chris Jericho, the Ocho, the Demo God, whatever the fuck you want to call this dude nowadays, um, and Soraya, uh, one mem- the member of the, uh, the Outcasts. So um, I didn't time this match, nor did I give a shit to time this match. Um, Jericho and Soraya are toying with Baker at the start of this match. You know, Jericho's screaming at Baker and stuff and talking shit to her. Um, you know, the ref is distracted with Cole and Jericho in the ring. The outcasts come out to assault uh, Baker. Karushita then comes out with a kendo stick. They lay out both women. So all those women are taken out of the equation now. Uh, Jericho has the walls of Jericho onto Adam Cole. Britt Baker puts the lockjaw submission onto Chris Jericho. That was the only memorable moment I had in this match, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, Soraya then breaks up the submission. Jericho is swinging. He brings out his bat, Floyd. I think he calls it Floyd or whatever the the right. baseball bat that he uses. He swings it at Britt Baker. 
Um, and obviously Baker ducks and it's followed by a super kick as well as a boom kick to Adam Cole as Adam Cole and Britt Baker win this match. They stand tall and very similar to like what you saw over at Monday night raw, just a tag team standing tall frick and just, that's it. Just pandering to the crowd and dynamite just goes off the air just as, as just lazy lackluster and as just underwhelming as you can possibly fucking imagine. So after having a brutal freaking, I can't even really say it was that brutal. It wasn't even, I talked about this on the AEW review as well. I've seen 10,000 other unsanctioned matches that were that much more brutal and vicious and also entertaining than that freaking match over at, uh, with Jericho and Cole. I'm just being honest with you. His match with freaking Kyle O'Reilly in NXT was that much better. I'm sorry, guys. If that freaking gets it gets fans panties in a bunch, I don't give a shit. Um, it's just the honest to God truth. So, but yeah, so you have that unsanctioned match, and then that's so you go from that to just a random run of the muck mixed tag, and now and now what? <laughs> now now what? I don't. Like that's the end of the few. So I, I'm guessing I don't know unless there's another another match, a rematch again. Like, I, but again, yeah. you they had an unsanctioned match, bro. I don't understand how can you eclipse unsanctioned. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you do from there? I, I just I don't get it. I, I yeah. don't fucking get it. The sh- and the, and they just win the match and the show goes off the air. There's no cliffhanger. There's no intrigue of wanting you to watch next week. And yeah, that's it. That's just, that's just fucking it. Just two hours of me wasting my fucking time in in a nutshell. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to this main event. Uh, I hope this is it with this. I mean, cause now, so Cole's, you know, won the unsanctioned match at the pay-per-view. Now they've won this mixed tag. So, I mean, I hope it's over and they go to one to something else. Um, you know, I, I I like. I mean, it was enjoyable for you know the little you know month or whatever it was. Um, I will say, you know, and I've mentioned here on this podcast before. There's there's an argument. Again, I, I think when you talk about like you know Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, like there have to be certain qualifiers you're talking about. But in certain aspects, with just um, relevancy and and character change and and pretty much getting every character over Jericho has to be in that conversation um in in some way shape or form I I think um but you can definitely see like in the last year man I mean it's mm, I mean he's coming obviously coming to the end of his in-ring career um I don't think he needs to be uh like in main event in main event spots anymore you know what i mean like um and here you can make the argument that he's like putting over cole which i mean he did and and it was good um i i'm not saying that i just um i i, I don't know uh again you know we've talked about you know pillars or or just younger talent or whatever you know tag teams i mean there's so much talent here you know on this roster and not that jericho can be valuable in so many ways within Mm -hmm. that company um yeah he doesn't commentary a manager right right yeah something Um, it's just i mean if you want to have him take a bump here and there too i mean he can do that as well you know 
Um, but yeah, so so that being said, man, I mean, look, I love Jericho. I just think it's sometimes it, it's again, especially within the like, you go back to four years ago when AEW started, he looked fantastic, rejuvenated. Now four years yeah. later, um, sometimes it's getting hard to watch, man. If I'm being yeah. honest, uh, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. So yeah, man. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, Jericho and the whole JAS, like something has to happen with that soon because it doesn't even feel like they're a faction anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where you go with AJ Cole um, or Adam Cole. <laughs> um, I mean, is he paired with Roderick Strong? Is that what you're doing? Or, yeah, I don't know. Probably. No, knowing this company, that's probably right. what they're going to do. They're going to go after tag titles soon, Brian. Just, just wait. Just give it a couple more weeks. No, that's exactly no, because what because they're they're going to get another member of their group back, and they're going to go. For that's trios. right. They're going to go after trios titles. That's right. Because fuck the tag division, right? Yeah, undisputed era, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guys. I, I mean, look, some, look. We joke at times, and we joke about how bad this booking is. But guys, seriously, like with you know, like with all seriousness, like it is fucking bad. Both yeah. this company and over in WWE is like, you know, and, and if you guys, you know, if you guys think that we just shit on one particular company, go back and watch, you know, previous podcasts. We keep the same freaking energy for both of these freaking products, for both of these freaking companies. And man, like, and, and we spoke about this. And Brian, you, like I said, you mainly sp- specifically spoke about this. Like, to me, there's just no urgency, not even from AEW, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what needs, especially, you know, we talked about with WWE and how with Triple H and Vince, they've already got everything that they wanted with all their money they get from Peacock and everything from Saudi and all these other deals that they have. But in regards to AEW, like, like where, where are we going to get this urgency from? Is Tony Khan just stuck in, in this massive fucking bubble where he has this niche audience just praising him for putting on great fucking matches and he doesn't want to get out of that fucking bubble. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but it just seems, man, it's going to be hard to like, cause look, I, I, I fully, you know, absolutely believe he is a a true fan at heart and yeah, I believe that too. Absolutely. I I don't, here's the thing. And Tony Khan, (laughs) The, the difference between the the two companies, like, I don't think Triple H or Vince McMahon give a fuck anymore. Tony, I no. think, generally wants to put on a good show. He just doesn't know how to. Day, if this whole thing fails and, and whatever, guess what? Tony Khan is still worth billions of dollars. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know... Mm-hmm. Whatever it's, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. it's gonna suck and maybe it'll fail. But at the end of the day, um, the the best the best work anybody ever does, and just about any any type of uh, you know, job necessary, not job, you know, entertainment, whatever. Like when the pressure is on, that's when you get the best shit. And yeah. Yeah, it just absolutely the pressure, and there's no pressure either company. There's no pressure because you know because one, I mean, yeah, WWE. I mean, if if we had to make an argument, Brian, if we had to make a a case of like who is doing better right now, well, it's WWE. I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, you know, people say like, oh, well, WWE is better. Like, well, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's just. 
but but that's and then you know AEW it just seems to me like I don't know maybe they're just they're just comfortable in their own skin to where this is just who we are we're, we're just yeah, a, we're yeah. just a company that just puts on just great just better technical wrestling matches than than WWE I guess I, I don't know what it is right. so but until but like you said Brian until somebody finds urgency if somebody finds you know a will to to get the ball rolling then i don't see anything changing cuz like we always say that these people they they're they're making millions of dollars they're making record revenue especially WWE yeah. and in, unless they have that you know and and AEW is starting to do that as well with 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 TBS and TN, and TNT Yep. As well as some other deals, you know, they're getting a new video game coming out soon, I believe, or I think it just I came out seen it, earlier. But I've heard like people trashing. I've seen videos of it. Yeah, is I've seen like bad? clips of it. It has, like, yeah. So I mean, the one I saw was uh, Eddie Kingston, and I was like, what the <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they're making money off of that. So yep. you know, I, I just I don't know. I, I get, that's the thing. I just I just don't know. Um, yeah. But it sucks. But yeah, they they may be they may be doing great, Brian. They they may be. They they may be you know living it up and making all this money, but guess who takes the hit? Who guess who takes the brunt of it? It's us. Fan, yeah, it's us absolutely. fans, and it's also the wrestlers at yep. times. It truly is. Yeah, sure they're making their money. They should just shut up and just collect a paycheck. But at the end of the day, if if they truly care, if they really want to make a, a a reputation in this business, then yeah, they take the blunt of it. But the yep. most blunt of it is us fans, and and if that doesn't change, then you know, you're going to continue to see the same shit, Brian, week after week after week. Absolutely. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Today was our AW Dynamite review, May 31st, 2023. Tomorrow, we'll be talking some WWE SmackDown. At least there's somewhat, Brian, and I mean somewhat of intrigue in regards to the bloodline in that whole faction as that is the only semblance of intrigue that you're going to get in professional wrestling as a whole as there uh roman reigns is going to be celebrating his a thousand days that is tonight um tonight on smackdown as and we will be talking about the show uh tomorrow so make sure you guys stay tuned for that i'm sure there's a lot is going to be a lot is going to happen in regards to jimmy uso you know legit super kicking that motherfucker twice not once but twice yeah. So it's going to be curious to see what Roman Reigns is, uh, how his mood is going to be, even though he's surpassed a thousand days. So um, at least, again, there's somewhat intrigue from there, Brian. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk with SmackDown, and we'll talk all about that uh, tomorrow when we review the show, as well as our top five wrestlers of the week. And then we are back with another full week of content with Monday Night Raw and then back with AEW. Of course, we have Money in the Bank that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. And again, Brian, these pay-per-views, it's like you have one pay-per-view in the blink of an eye. There's just another fucking pay-per-view. Or no, a premium live event. <laughs> that's what it's being called now. But but yeah, but once again, guys, thank you guys for always tuning in, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate you guys um, always tuning in to episodes and make sure you guys hit that notification bell on our Spotify and our Apple podcast and make sure you guys stay tuned for future episodes to come. Again, make sure you guys join our Facebook group as well as follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. We have just surpassed over 200 followers on TikTok and we are now nearing 700 followers 
on Instagram. Again, for everybody um, that has hit that follow button and is coming across this platform for the first time, we're, we're, we're glad to have you. You know, for everybody that has hit that follow button, you are a part of the Ruthless Talk community. So we're glad to have you. And, you know, we're, and hopefully, you know, you guys, even though if you, you guys may disagree with some stuff that we may say, and that's totally fine. But just, you know, just, you know, for you guys to understand that, you know, we come from a place that we just want to make this company, both companies, both AEW and WWE, you know, just better to bring the best out of one another. We come from a place from honesty and just wanting to see the product get better as a whole. So if you disagree with some things, I understand, but just, just, just be aware that that's the place that we're coming from. And as long as we're also, we try to also keep this show as entertaining as possible as well. So if you're entertained, if you love the show, then we, we love to hear it. So, but yeah, continue to follow us on social medias, ruthless underscore talk. That is our uh, Instagram as well as our TikTok, and continue to uh, hit that notification bell and, you know, stay tuned for more content in the near future. Brian, your final thoughts, my man, before we end this. Uh, yeah, just a second. Everything you said, man. Thanks for all the new new members, new followers, man. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, continuing this platform. Yeah, especially from Canada. We got a lot of people from Canada <laughs> that love this freaking show. So oh, shout out to everybody from freaking Canada. Absolutely. <laughs> that is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off, saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.